Welcome to the Brothers and Others Podcast. I'm your co-host Sam Marsh. And I'm your co-host Jacob Marsh. And together we are the Marsh Brothers. Welcome back to the Brothers and Others podcast. I'm your co-host Sam Marsh. And I'm your co-host Jacob Marsh. And we're happy to be back. I know uh, after a few weeks of being off, we're excited to be back here recording. Obviously, big shout out and congratulations to Denver Nuggets for winning the championship last night. Um, Just as Jake and I predicted, they would wrap it up in five games. Uh, got a lot of stuff, good stuff on the pod today. We definitely hope you enjoy it. Uh, Jake, anything you'd like to add? Uh, just thanks for sticking with us. And once again, if you're here on this magical ride that Sam and I have embarked on, we appreciate you guys tuning in and checking us out. Um, as always, you know, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, uh, please just shoot us an email. Uh, brothersmarsh at gmail.com. And other than that, we hope you enjoy Welcome back to the Brothers and Others podcast. I'm your co-host, Sam Marsh. And I'm your co-host, Jacob Marsh. And we're happy to be back. We uh, took a couple weeks off. Jake, how you been, man? I've been doing really well. Uh, Lulu is barking at a family having a pool party outside, so that's going pretty well. Hey, relax. I'm impressed Um, that they're having a pool party right now with the weather. Oh, we've uh, yeah, we've definitely uh, officially entered summer down here in Texas with the uh, hitting a hundred degree days. Yeah, it's wasn't it? Uh, wasn't it last year where they had the record for like most hundred degree days in a row? I think that's when it was. Yeah, last summer was ridiculous, and to be honest, I feel like this summer is going to be just as hot, if not maybe slightly hotter, but. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. It's not. I'm happy. The I'm happy. The good weather's here. It's great for pool season. I will say that I do feel bad for Lulu and Jackson because their two walks a day have turned into one long walk a day, most likely, and then a very short afternoon walk plus like you know a bathroom break, and that's really about the most they can stand with how hot it is. Yeah, it's really tough. I mean, today's a great example. It's not, I mean, it was great this morning. It was only 72, 75 out when we went out at like five in the morning, but now it's not going to hit 80 until 10 p.m. at night, I think is what I saw. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, if you like being outside in the heat, it's great. Um, If you want to hang out in the pool, it's great, but for the animals. Not so much. Not so much. Yeah. Yeah. So I know what else uh, have you been up to the past uh, few weeks? A little bit of more? this, a uh, little bit of that. But I know uh, for Labor Day, uh, you went up to Indiana and were able to witness the Indy 500. How was that? Memor- Memorial Day, Sam. Oh, yeah. My bad. Same difference. Um, dude, it was amazing. It was, I have to say, outside of those guys driving a car that fast around a track, which is very, very impressive. I'd say the most impressive thing was how efficiently they were able to get that many people in and out of the entire, you know, racetrack area and essentially all the area where they were allowing people in to spectate for the race. It was really, really impressive. There was over 300,000 people at this event. So the fact that they were able wow. to get everyone in and out, from my perspective, in a, in a pretty efficient manner. I mean, it didn't take us an hour just sitting there and not moving. The police were definitely all over it. So I was very impressed. Um, it was super cool. It was definitely a, a once-in-a-lifetime type experience. And, yeah, I mean... 
opportunity if the opportunity is there i would love to take apollo when he's a little bit older um but it's a hundred percent worth going to even if you know nothing about any of the drivers at all which is where i was when i went um it was a blast man and obviously you know it was a bachelor party so we had an amazing time we just hung out didn't really do a whole lot um caught up you know played games we had a hot tub there that was cool we built a fire and yeah it was a great time man i had a lot of fun how long was the race from start to finish uh i want to say it was about three and a half hours maybe um i want to say the race started right around twelve forty-five, and i we left sometime but between three and four o'clock. I just don't remember exactly when. Maybe it was after that. I, I now that I'm saying it out loud, I actually don't remember a hundred percent. But um, I don't know. Yeah, probably three and a half, maybe four hours, somewhere in there. Felt like that. Felt a little bit longer than an NFL game, but it. You know, the race was actually moving really smoothly. It was really the last. Uh, I don't know, fifty laps or so. There were a ton of uh, caution flags and whatnot so that really slowed things down but it was a ton of fun to watch and like i said if anybody ever had the opportunity i would go in a heartbeat it was amazing yeah i mean three hundred thousand people it sounds like a giant party that's for sure uh i know we've both been watching uh the finals recently were you able to catch much of the game on friday um, I was only able to watch a little bit of the first half, but um, from the other parts of the finals that I've been uh, been able to tune in for, you know, the Nuggets, um, the Nuggets are just the best team. Uh, you said it at the beginning of the playoffs, too. I wish I had listened a little bit more. I was pretty high on Milwaukee, but um, yeah, man, they're the most complete team. And we've talked about this a, a ton at work and just hanging out recently and whatnot. but. The fact that only one team has gotten two wins, two wins against this team. So they haven't even played a seven-game series. It was when Kevin Durant and Devin Booker just went absolutely nuclear and scored 80-something points, and that was one of the games. Then Landry Shaman had that one really good game. That might have even been the same game, but that's what it takes to beat the, the Nuggets right now is basically a superhuman shooting night. You know, everybody gets one. Even the T-Wolves got one. But I really can't. I I don't even think Boston would have done any better than Miami, to be quite honest. I really don't. I just don't. I don't see what they would have brought differently either. I mean, Jokic is at the peak of his powers. Uh, He's one of those guys that makes everybody around him better, and he has a great surrounding roster um, full of really solid players. I mean, Aaron Gordon, Bruce Brown, MPJ, Jamal Murray. Um, But, yeah, no, I saw today Jokic is leading the playoffs in points, rebounds, and assists. So, I mean, he really is just cleaning it up. Yeah, man. I'm not sure if that's ever been done before or not. I would have to check. Holy but mother of God, dude. That is insane. If it has, I'm sure that's like some sort of like LeBron Wilt stat. And it's so funny because he just, I mean, he does it completely different than LeBron. Their style of basketball is so much different. But Jokic, he's got, you know, three, four spots on the floor where he just loves to get to. And then it feels like he can put the ball if he's at one of those spots, he can put the ball anywhere he wants on the rest of the court if somebody's open. And just the way he can fling that ball all around, I mean, I know a lot of people have talked about this before, but it really does remind me of a uh, water polo throw a little bit. Um, yeah, Sometimes definitely. the way that he does it. And he just has that sixth sense of knowing when the defense is going to either hesitate or miss an assignment, you know. And LeBron was the same way when, uh, you know, especially in those uh, Cavs-Warriors finals where it just felt like he knew what was going to happen before it happened every single time. Um, it's been crazy to watch, man. And he makes it look so effortless, too. I think that adds to it as well is that it really just seems that he can make everything go at his pace, his speed. 
and control the game. Yeah, I guess my next question would be, is there any team that you think could realistically give them a run for their money if they're playing like this next year? Because I feel like right now they're poised to do to win 65, you know, 70 games next year possibly, right in that in that ballpark if they're uh if they're playing this well and obviously injury free. Yeah, I mean, you know, injuries always are the biggest thing um, because I would say, you know, you never know what Milwaukee would be like if they were there. Um, Celtics, I I don't know. They got to do some sort of changes. You know, like you said, I'm not sure they would be doing that much better, but maybe some retooling in the offseason. From the East, those are really the only two that I would think. But, I mean, on the West, you know, Obviously, the Suns, they're going to do something with Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton to get some more wing depth, uh, and they showed they could be somewhat competitive. So, uh, And then, obviously, I would say the dark horse, uh, lastly, would be the Lakers. Uh, you never know what another year, and if LeBron can, and AD can stay healthy. But, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, the Nuggets do look omnipresent and unstoppable right now. All right, I'm going to roll in with a Stephen A. Skip Bayless type take. I'm going to, I've been warming in the oven for you, Sam. Is LeBron at the point of the career, though, where even though he was injured this year, another year older, is that worse for him? Like, it's not like he was 30 turning 31, 34 turning 35. He's going to be 40 years old next year, am I right? Something like that. So does uh, it, it? He's thirty-eight okay, now. I don't know if he's already thirty-nine. Okay, he's going to thirty-nine. But yeah, he'll he'll be thirty-nine. My point is, is that at this point, another year for him is a lot. It's going to continue to drop off like that, right? So yeah, common thinking would say so. But I would also say it's just you know the caveat is that so far LeBron has always found a way. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously it's still going to be another year older, you know, who knows how the recovery from the injury is going to be, especially at that age, but he's always proven that he's been able to. So it'll be interesting. I think that, you know, once again, the biggest thing will be is if AD can step up and take a lot of that regular season pressure off LeBron. Uh, and if they keep that roster intact and figure out a way uh, I don't know, like salaries and stuff, what D'Lo, but I mean, D'Lo's obviously the one they would need to move and get somebody back. I'm pretty sure he's a free agent after this year, and I, I really don't see any reason for them to bring him back. Personally. Okay. I, I mean, and then they'll go get a point guard. Huh? I said they'll get a point guard then, maybe like, uh, well, no, I'm sure Fred VanVleet will sign somewhere for a lot of money, but. Yeah, I mean, I think they'll find somebody that could uh, supplement the point guard role. It'll be interesting. Would they trade for Chris Paul? Uh, no, I don't think so. I wonder I mean, if Phoenix waived him if they if they would try to. I'm sure they would try to sign him too. Uh, I I just don't think the Lakers would have the salary cap space. I think he would have no, to but if do they waive him, the then he would he be when a player is waived that that means that they can agree to a new contract. I don't. Oh yeah, I know. But yeah, I don't believe that he would have to sign a big deal. I think he probably realistically knows he's not going to get paid crap if he's a free agent. Uh, somebody, I guarantee somebody would pay him decent money. And since he's always been involved with, like, uh, the players' union, I doubt he would be mm. the type of person to take something below his market value. Yeah, touche. That's a good point. So what other what, – what are the uh, big off-season headlines that uh, you're looking forward to hearing more about, Sam? I know we've seen quite a few um, – Interesting things happened in the NBA in the last few weeks since we chatted. So, wanted to see yeah. where you were at. Uh, I mean, obviously, I think you know 
as we both talked about, the Nuggets are probably going to wrap it up here Monday in five. But, yeah, the big one, the Zion and Ja stuff, it was really weird, I think, of Adam Silver to come out and say, like, oh, we're going to announce it after the finals to not distract away from the finals. But by doing that, I feel like it also distracts away from the finals. So that was really weird, Uh, especially – since he said it's like, oh, you know, more information has come to light. Uh, but so far, there hasn't been anything on the Internet that's leaked out. So that's going to be really interesting. A lot of people think it's going to be somewhere between 20 to like half a season. Uh, and then, yeah, obviously the Zion thing. Uh, I don't think we really need to talk too much about that. That's out there. But if you're not aware of it, just Google Zion Williamson. Um, he's basically been uh, messing around with women and it caught up to him. Uh, but really, I would say the biggest offseason stuff is going to all come down once the finals are done and we're getting closer to the draft. Uh, you know, Wembayama is obviously going to go number one, but there's been a lot of chatter and talk about trades and picks and people moving around. So, yeah, I think it will be a busy offseason. Yeah, I'm really interested to see uh... – what the NBA is going to do with Ja Morant. It was a very, you know, just floating back to this for a quick second, it was a very Logan Roy move of Adam Silver to totally <laughs> to totally just say that, knowing full – Adam Silver didn't do that on accident, man. He totally said that on purpose. He is clearly trying to scare the picks out of Ja Morant, so – Regardless of what the punishment is, it's clearly sending, in my opinion, it it feels as if it's sending John Moran a message like, hey, man, enough is enough with your bullshit. Get get your stuff together. And, I mean, start acting like a professional. Nobody's asking him to not do that stuff. They're just asking to not have it posted online at a minimum. And, obviously, the stuff with the guns, it's like, hey, yes, you're allowed to have a gun. but maybe go to the shooting range. I don't know. That's That, to me, would seem like the more proper way to utilize the weapon that you own. It was really funny. Apparently, the current uh, thing that John Morant's camp is saying is that it was a toy gun. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. It'll, like I said, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Uh, speaking of Logan Roy, I know you just finished uh, Succession. Uh, how do you put it in the pantheon of TV shows? Well, I mean, I, I obviously need a little bit more time uh, for reflection because, you know, as I move further away from shows that I don't watch as much anymore, they sometimes they lose value, sometimes they gain value, sometimes they just stay the same. But I would rank Succession definitely as top ten for me. Um, I don't know where, but it was it was really a great show. I was a um, I didn't have any issues with the ending. I enjoyed it. I thought it was really interesting. I thought it was cool. Um, if anybody hasn't seen it, I won't spoil it. But what I liked the most about this show. Oh well, was, just so uh, you can go ahead. Just if anybody hasn't uh, seen it. We'll say spoilers right now, so skip okay. ahead. So Tom Wamsgans ends up becoming the successor to the Waystar Empire through... Amazing last name. Yeah, exactly. And it was just through this myriad trials and tribulations throughout the whole show, and he was like a freaking sidewinder snake, dude, just kind of really mulling around doing whatever he needed to do to get any kind of power or information. Um, I don't know. He, I really felt like he kind of played the game the best, so to speak on the show, but also at the same time, I will admit I was rooting hard for the Roy kids to just step up together, take over the company finish what their dad started, blow it out of the water, you know, but um, considering how fucked up those kids were. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's why I think it makes insane. sense that none of them took control. It's because they're so they're all so broken in so many different ways that n- there isn't really any way that they should have been able to come together and have success with the company. 
Well, and I don't want to say they didn't grind for it because their dad, I mean, Logan put all those kids through the ringer and they clearly worked and were doing well and were, you know, professionals by then. But Tom, you know, when you rise up through the ranks like that, I feel, in my opinion, that that was another maybe minor thing they were just hinting at was that that is another reason why Tom made the most sense because he had really, you know, done all of the jobs from day one up to the whatever manager he was, you know, he was the head of ATN right before he got named CEO, but um, he was really a company man the entire time too. I mean, that whole thing where he, basically laid himself at the altar to Logan and was like, oh, go to prison. <laughs> like, yeah, like, he ate a lot of shit. Yeah, he did. And on purpose, too. It was pretty disgusting at times. And, the disgusting uh, brothers. <laughs> Close the loop. Dude, yeah. <laughs> well, and the other thing, too, is like in the last episode, the Swedish guy or whatever his name, Matson, the guy that's from Gojo that's trying to buy Waystart. He he essentially says, hey, I'm going to fuck your wife. And Tom just sits there and he just goes, uh-huh. And I just think it like, man, I... <laughs> I didn't... Uh, just my jaw hit the floor. Like, I, I just people that could, you know, not really react to that. It's very impressive. I mean, in one way, it's also, in my opinion, you know, a little weird, but... Yeah, I mean, his and Shiv's entire relationship is super weird, though. Dude, it was so weird. But, I mean, look, in my opinion, it was short. Four seasons is probably a good amount, because if if they did more, maybe it wouldn't be, um, maybe it wouldn't have had the same impact that it did. Um, That being said, uh, it hooked you in for me. It did. It hooked me in right away. It was really awesome to see all the cool character development. And, you know, I would definitely watch it again, but probably not for a while, like a few years. It's definitely not a rewatchable show for me. Yeah. Definitely not. Well, and I I personally think it's always better to cut it short than try to go too long, because I think there's far too many shows that end up getting ruined by having a couple too many seasons or one too many seasons when it really should have just wrapped up beforehand. Yeah. And I mean, you know how that goes. And then you're left with a bunch of product that nobody really wants. Um, you know, Netflix already has enough of that for everybody. Yeah. Well, and that's going to be really interesting to continue to see now, uh, what max is now all formed it together, what the next big merger is. Um, I've heard that they're going to like fold Hulu into Disney plus and that Hulu will just be like, you know, a button on the Disney plus app. Wow. Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like that's a mistake, but I understand it seems I kind of feel like some of these streaming apps are going to get bought by the bigger companies sooner yeah. rather than later. I mean, it's just, Google is going to buy one of these eventually, right? I mean, I mean, even with the Netflix going to the whole cracking down on the password sharing, I, I feel like that's going to have them lose subscribers and then somebody's going to have to come and absorb them and then return it back to the way it should be. Free yeah. Password sharing for all. Yeah, I think that's so dumb, but whatever. Yeah. I know uh, the other show I just recently finished was uh, based on a true story, which was on Peacock. It has uh, Haley Kuoko, I think that's how you say her last name. Yeah. Um, The gal from Big Bane Theory and Flight Attendant. And that's really good. She's uh, this soon-to-be mom that's obsessed with the... true crime podcast and she's in kind of a rutless marriage and she and her husband end up discovering that their plumber is a serial killer and then they decide to start a podcast with him and so it's like a thriller comedy it's really good is it better or worse than the flight attendant for those of the listeners Um, that have seen both 
I would say it's about the same. So okay. if you've seen The Flight Attendant and you liked it, then watch this. If you've seen it and didn't like it, then don't watch this. That's a very easy barometer for it. I know uh, earlier when we were at the zoo today, you were telling me, uh, what was the name of the show about the Texas murder? Oh, um, it's called Love and Death on HBO. And the Hulu one that covered the same story is called Candy. But it's about this woman Candy in Texas. Knows. Yeah, it's a really good series. It's it's uh, about this who's having an affair and... um. She, uh, <clears throat> I don't know, has some kind of a mental breakdown or something, but she ends up killing the wife, the husband she's having an affair with, and is ultimately found not guilty of murder because uh, her story was that she... Uh, had been attacked by the axe first, but the problem with that, as in my opinion, uh, the issue with it is that she hit this lady with an axe something, I don't know, to the tune of 40 times or thereabouts. Just really, Sam, I mean, psychotic. You don't hit somebody with an axe 40 times. Yeah, it's Lizzie Borden and stuff. Yeah, it is, 100%. And that was, um, it's been pretty good. We're not finished with it, but um, it's good so far. I enjoy it. You know, the other thing I had been watching recently, um, I watched a documentary one night when I was falling asleep about the sea peoples. And it was this uh, ancient tribe of seafaring people that invaded Egypt. Well, we don't really know if they were seafaring or not, but it seems like they were. And it was like a conglomerate of unknown nations that attacked Egypt in, uh, I think it was 1300 B.C. So uh, quite some time ago. And, yeah, it was pretty interesting. Um, I do need to rewatch it because I fell asleep uh, about halfway through. But, yeah, it was pretty interesting. And were you saying that it was potentially like also re the related to Atlantis? Or is that a separate one that you were watching? Um, no, that was just a separate thing I was watching. There was a YouTube, there was another one of those YouTube documentary things where the guy was talking about how, uh, based on geological research he had been doing, and uh, he believed that um, the site of ancient Atlantis was actually somewhere in the Sahara Desert because of a bunch of geological formations and uh, ancient mud patterns that he had found. It was pretty interesting. Obviously, I couldn't verify anything he was saying, so take it with a pretty massive grain of salt. Uh, yeah. Inter interesting nonetheless. I mean, I, it, I would love to know where Atlantis is, and who knows? I mean... The Sahara was an ocean at one point in time where it is now supposedly or a large body of water did used to be there, but doesn't necessarily mean that Atlantis was there. Very true. And uh, you know what but, happens, what comes out next Sunday, right? Next Sunday. Next Sunday is... No, what comes out? Uh, season three, Righteous Jumpstones. Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. I love that show. Where yeah. is that in your pantheon of shows? Uh, I don't know, because it's still ongoing, so I don't think you can really judge it until it's over. Cause if, once it again, ended, if it ended after the... Okay, well, based on the first two seasons alone, if that was it, let's just say they pulled the plug tomorrow. Where would it be? Uh... Probably, probably top 10, maybe. Yeah. It's maybe pretty top funny. 15. Yeah, it's pretty funny. It's pretty damn funny. But yeah, I mean, obviously funny, one bad season could sour my view on it. That's why I always say you got to wait. Game of Thrones. I feel that way about Game of Thrones, Sam. You know what? The last season really sucked for me, and I love the books, but man. And... 
again, as I go further away from watching it, it goes down the list. As awesome of a show as it is, and as amazing as the books are. You know. Yeah, they fumbled that one. Uh, as we get uh, further into summer, uh, obviously, you know, a lot of people are going on vacation, you know, or maybe even planning vacations for the fall. Um, in your mind, you know, when you're thinking about summer vacay, what's the perfect amount of time in your head? I think 10 days is probably the sweet spot, but me personally, I think two weeks is where is my personal favorite. A week always feels just too short for me. 10 days is right in that sweet spot. And I feel like for most people, you know, 10 day vacation is also expensive. Even if you're just hanging out at home doing nothing, Yeah, you know, but Realistically, yeah, I, I would say 10 days. I think that's, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think it obviously depends all about what you're going to do because, you know, there's certain vacations you would only want to do with a long weekend, you know, make it a three or four day. Uh, then maybe some were going to be much more of the seven to 10 day. Uh, that's where I really think would probably be the sweet spot is seven to 10 day. Um, but certainly, you know, if you're going to go overseas, I think that's when you're going to look to kind of extend it. Um, but as you mentioned, that's also the tough balance is that then the cost is going to go up the longer you're there. Uh, I know you're obviously getting really stoked for your European vacation coming here at the end of summer. Uh, how long are you going again? A uh, whole month, right? Yeah, well, we're going to be gone for a month, um, and two of the weeks I'm going to be working remote uh, just at odd hours, so that kind of worked out really, really could not have possibly worked out better for me personally. Uh, yeah, we're going to start in Hamburg, hang out for a few days, then my wife and I, we're going to go to Rome, have an awesome time. Um, we're going to leave Apollo with his grandparents in Germany. So it'll be nice. We get to kind of do our own thing for a little bit and explore Rome, which again, super stoked about, very excited. Uh, then we're going to come back to Hamburg. Rome, if you want to. Yeah, then we're going to go to Poznan and Poland, hang out there for a little bit. And then we're going to go to Krakow. And then back up to Hamburg for the last part of the trip. And then we'll be back here in Dallas. Wow, a whole whirlwind adventure. Uh, before yeah, it's going to be tiring. You and Amelia, <laughs> yeah, man, that sounds like, I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun. But also, it's definitely going to be uh, a lot of energy. Uh, you definitely yeah. need to watch National Lampoon European Vacation and Euro Trip before you go. Uh, with Amelia. To, yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, <laughs> do, I need to put on my sales hat if if I'm gonna make both of those happen. Although, uh, uh, yeah, I mean European vacation, maybe. I don't know about that. That's a classic. Oh, uh, I think one of the tough parts too about when you go on vacation is kind of balancing the relaxation versus planned activities part. Because uh, I know for me, you know, most of what I want to do when I go vacation is lie by a pool or a beach. Uh, what do you think is kind of the best way to balance on, you know, activities versus resting slash, you know, letting the day just come to you when you're on vacation? I think having one idea or one planned activity per day is always really a great idea because then you can center your day around it, whatever it is, even if it's just a meal, you plan one thing out. And then I think you just kind of let the rest of the day kind of come, come as you are type thing. You know, I think if you're doing a beach vacation, it's a little bit different, but in terms of, you know, going to a different city and wanting to explore it, I think picking out one thing and then just going around and exploring the city on your own or finding things on your way that might interest you, that's a little bit more my style, but I don't know. What about you, Sam? Where are you at that? Where are you at on that? 
Yeah, I think it's definitely, uh, you know, for me, like I said, most of my vacation time, I like to just relax. But if I'm going to a new city, uh, besides just the relaxing part, definitely finding one like bigger thing to do and plan out. And then other than that, uh, as you mentioned, kind of just walking around, discovering and looking around um, just because, you know, going to different shops, different places to eat that you want to be able to where you normally live. I think that's always a fun part about vacation for me. Yeah, and I think, you know, I, I've, I've done this to myself before, too, but when you plan too many things out, it doesn't feel like a vacation anymore at that point, and you end up, and again, I'm only speaking for myself here, but I end up getting anxious because I don't see everything I wanted to see. So if I just pick a few things yeah. out, I feel much better about myself, and that way I also don't feel strapped for time. You know, that was one of the crappiest things about going to Paris was I had no idea how big the Louvre Museum was. It is massive. I could have spent a week in there and I don't think I would have seen everything. So I think wow. had I known that, and again, self-inflicted, I would have just gone straight to the one section of the museum that interest or would potentially have interested me the most. And I would have just stayed there. But um yeah, that's just how I roll, I guess. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think uh, YMCA's are international. So what are uh, your plans to stay active while you're traveling? Uh, well, I mean, in Hamburg, I'll definitely swim when I can. Um, but honestly, probably just walking mostly, I would think. And maybe doing some body weight stuff like push-ups and squats and, and whatnot. Um, the other thing I am pretty excited about is my wife told me she's going to try and hook me up with a training session with some of her cousins who fight MMA. So I am actually pretty pumped. Uh, that would be that amazing. Yeah. If you I don't, make that I, happen. I don't want to do the sparring or anything and I'll be upfront about that. I have, I have no shame in my game, but I will do <laughs> all of the cardio fitness, whatever, uh, you know, hitting the bag, doing, you know, learning to grapple or something. But yeah, in terms of a practice fight, yeah, you can count me out. I'm not going to do that. I'm always impressed, uh, about the level of shape those guys are in. I will just never forget, uh, recording you and Keenan doing your, uh, series uh when you're going through the boxing at the the gym in Lansing and just how gassed you guys were and how these other guys were making it look like it was nothing uh really just put some perspective into their overall condition and at what a high level they are yeah it really was impressive shout out to Keenan man that was uh that was a lot of fun he did win that uh sparring match that we had by the way I think I should probably mention that um <laughs> <laughs> it was so much fun man i was exhausted afterwards that was insane uh, um speaking of exhausted well, you, sam tell me what you're up to in terms of vacation times what, what's on the horizon for you uh yeah no i think uh the big one is uh quincy's getting married in uh costa rica in february so uh, obviously, it's a little bit far off, but uh, just getting everything lined up and ready for that. Definitely. Always the tough part about traveling is not being able to bring Jackson with me and then figuring out what I'm going to do with him. But uh, I was going to say, speaking of tired, Friday, we did uh, swimming in the morning and then a hip hop dance class at lunchtime uh really gotta say the hip-hop dance class is starting to become my favorite workout i don't know about you i mean swimming and weightlifting are my well water polo swimming weightlifting those are all my favorite personally but in terms of yeah, I don't know. The hip hop step's really fun, man. I, I I won't lie to you. I'm right there with you. I like I really like the music and you have to really focus on the tempo. And if you focus on the tempo, it becomes a lot easier. But it took me a long time. You know, I've only gone twice now, but it took me a long time between those two classes to finally kind of pick up on that. And uh 
Yeah, it, it's a lot of fun, and it is tough, dude. I mean, yeah. you really sweat a ton. You move. You're moving the whole time. It's crazy. Well, and it's, you know, tough because we don't have any rhythm. Uh, and to your point, I mean, that's why <laughs> it's really hard to not think of it as a workout. But when I can not think of it as a workout and focus on more keeping to the beat, uh, that's when it does kind of unlock and be somewhat easier. Uh, but yeah, man, that's just, once again, just a crazy amount of cardio. Uh, and being able to remember all the different steps and all the ones where you have to like spin in a circle, it uh, becomes a lot pretty quickly. Would you have joined a step team if they had one in high school? Uh, I mean, I probably would have tried it, but I don't think I would have been any good <laughs> at it. So I don't think I would have made it. But yeah, I mean, I, I think Stomp the Yard was amazing. <laughs> I watched that a lot. It's a, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, you did. That was a lot of fun, though. I mean, it's it's you, also just crazy to see. I mean, it also takes a lot of skill to pick out the songs to go to that mimic the workouts she wants to do. Like, it is – the whole thing is really impressive. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It really is, uh, especially when she does, like, freestyling with it and then can come right back into the beat uh, without, like, any hesitation. It's a very, very impressive program. Uh, and, yeah, based on uh, her Instagram, it looks like she does it, like, all over, uh, and she hosts class, like, all the time. Yeah, I love how, you know, I think the other nice part about the YMCA, at least as it's been for us, is we totally discovered that on accident just walking yeah. out of a different class, you know, and, <laughs> and just hearing the music and going like, Oh, what's uh, that? <laughs> that sounds like, that sounds like fun. Yeah, that's exactly. Oh man. I don't think I told you, but, uh, yesterday there was a little, uh, yoga teacher drama at the second class. So after the first class was done, the <laughs> guy left the instructor and then he came back and, like, was all, like, you know, huffed and, like, looked a little agitated. He's like, well, looks like I am teaching this class. And then he's like, uh, I wasn't expecting to, so I've got to go to my car and get some water, and then I'll be back. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, and I had noticed that the normal gal wasn't the one listed on the app, and it was some person's name I had never seen. Um, so then in walked uh, some gal, and she's like, uh, she looked at the mat that was his that he had put out in the front. He's like, and she's like, oh, maybe this isn't the right class. And we were like, oh, the, you know, what, 12 o'clock yoga class? And she's like, oh, yeah, I, you know, I was supposed to be in the instructor, and I hadn't decided if I was going to do it or not. And we were like, oh, well, Dan said he was going to sub for it, but he just went out to his car, so he'll be right back. Um, so then he like comes in and then, uh, he's like, Oh, you're here. And she's like, yeah, but, uh, it was going to be my first class. I don't know if I really want to do it. <laughs> His jaw just drops and he's like, uh, <laughs> so do you want to do it or no? And she's like, are you serious? No. Right yeah. It was wild, man. It was so funny. Uh, the indecisiveness is killing me in that scenario. But yeah. also, I'm glad. I'm glad to know that the YMCA yoga sub fiasco of 2023 <laughs> is not over quite yet. <laughs> yeah, it just continues, man. <laughs> oh man. Um, for the viewers that haven't heard the story, Sam, would you kindly elaborate on the origins of the 2023 YMCA yoga sub fiasco? Well, yeah, so the first yoga sub-drama is uh, on Fridays, uh, Jake and I will like to do a restorative yoga, which is, like, really just slow, peaceful, lots of stretching. And uh, one day, the normal teacher, Audrey, was out. Uh, I forget the name of the lady who subbed, but she walks in, and she's like, oh, is this rest the restorative yoga? And we're like, yep, and she's like, oh, okay, is it mostly done on the ground or what? And we were like, uh, yeah. Uh, and then proceeds to just give us the business going through, like, an intense yoga workout. Um, like, and we were... It was miserable, sweat. man. Yeah, 
And for comparison, like normally during this restorative yoga, yoga, we do not sweat at all. Like it is, like I said, very slow, just all stretching. Um, much more about just like finding your relaxing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, hers was like a bunch of core stuff. It was so funny. We don't <laughs> shower after the restorative yoga class. If I hadn't showered after that class, I'm pretty sure they would have had to have humigated our entire floor because it would have smelled like sweat. Yeah. I was, dude, I was super mad. But yeah, well, you know, it is what it is. I know they're the, they'll get, they'll get that stuff figured out with the substitutes and whatnot. I have no idea how those people get paid either. So I should, it should also be mentioned that there's a high probability a lot of these people are volunteers. Yeah, honestly, I think they only get paid with a free membership, if I'm going to be honest. Which, again, you know what? Not the worst thing in the world, though, man, when you think no. about the value. Dude, yeah. the best value and Especially because a lot had. of them, uh, I feel like, are retired. Uh, yeah, definitely. Because I'll hear some of the instructors be, like, at, like, the noon class. Like, oh, yeah, I've been here since 7 a.m., I'm like, oh, my God, you've been doing five hours of different classes. Okay, but, Sam, if you're retired and you have nothing to do, are you really just going to sit in front of the TV? No, yeah. I mean, I, I would be I – w- I would trust me, I would be doing – I would be signing up for all the yoga classes, too. So I get it. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm right there with you. I mean – Speaking of uh, retired – Top five this week, uh, top five vacation destinations. Oh, man, that's a good one. I'm really happy and excited about this one. Okay, Sam, so for you, for Sam Marsh, the fifth most enticing vacation destination spot is? Uh, The Florida Keys. Florida Keys. That's number five? (laughs) Yeah. Damn. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, oof. Super warm. Uh, and uh, you could go fishing. Um, yeah, just really slow, chill. And I've never been, so I want to go. Yeah, I don't blame you. I would love to go to the Florida Keys. They look beautiful, man. The weather looks amazing there. I mean, yeah, I've only heard great things. Yeah. Um, well, and I definitely, uh, and I don't know about you, but for mine, I only did ones that I haven't been to before. Uh, well, I mean, mine is kind, mine is mostly places, but I do have, it's a, mine's a mixed bag. Mine is a mixed bag. You didn't like choose a place and time as a vacation destination, did you? No, I did not. I only chose places. But in the, but I am specifically referencing to in the summer. I yeah. I'm not talking about like, oh yeah, I want to go to Florida in December when it's 70 degrees out. The no off thanks. season. <laughs> no, no thanks. Sorry, not for me. What's uh, coming in at your number five? Northern Michigan in the summer on a lake. Yes. Doesn't matter which one. Northern Michigan in the summer on a lake. It is so freaking magical, man. It really is. And I would obviously prefer to be on Lake Michigan, but I guarantee you if you're on any of them, there is going to be, uh, I don't know. I love it. It's, there's nothing like it being on a big lake in the summer in Michigan. It's warm out. Mornings are still kind of cool. Yeah. And the mornings are still kind of cool. Like, I, I don't know. I love it. I love everything about it. Drinking a beer, on the boat, whatever. Yeah. I would say, like, my two favorite vacation types of vacations would be either up north in uh, Michigan during the summer or on the ocean during the summer. But, like yeah. I said, my top five were – these were, like, ones that I've never done before. Um, number four would be uh, Botswana. Apparently, Botswana? Yeah, that's the best place for safaris. Always wanted to go on a safari. Think it would be super fun. See a bunch of animals up close. Uh, hopefully not get attacked by any of them. 
I'm super lucky. Pet a giant cat. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a safari. Wow, very interesting. No yeah, wonder you had so good. much fun at the zoo today, man. Yeah. I, oh man, I've always loved zoos. I mean, like I said, I, you know, I definitely think it's because mom would always take us to like the Toledo one and the Detroit one as a kid. Um, but yeah, big fan of zoos. Yeah. So what else would you want to do on the safari? Like which animal would you be the most excited about to see on the safari? Uh, elephants. I think seeing wild elephants would be super dope. Um, and then, like I said, lions, um, would be terrified, but also would be cool to see hippos, uh, just cause hippos seem the most dangerous out of all of them. That's very true. I would not mess with a hippo, man. Not yeah. with, no, nope, not going to be able to do it. What's, uh, your number four? Uh, my number four is the pyramids of Giza in Egypt. That would be, uh, for me, something I just personally want to see. Um, I do have, uh, an old, an older friend of mine that, um, used to live near the coast of Egypt. So I would like to see Alexandria too, but obviously it's not quite the same. But yeah, I, I would love to go to Egypt, man, and see that history, see the beach. Um, I know it's maybe not the safest place to go at times, but you know. Yeah, it'd be an epic trip. How close yeah. can you get to the pyramids? Do you know? I don't know. I don't think you can touch them. I imagine that's no. probably not cool, but I've seen plenty of people that take pictures of what looks like fairly close, so I gotta imagine you can get pretty close. Yeah. Yeah, no, that would be an epic trip, especially be able to see them at nighttime. Dude, I can't even imagine the Sphinx right there too, man. I mean, it's it's just a testament to humanity, ultimately, and I think that's why I would want to see it. Um, that is part of humanity's legacy is having something that grandiose stand tall for such an extremely long period of time. You know, it's a massive feat of of human engineering, of the human brain. Um, yeah. What about you? Number... Time to fill an aisle. <laughs> <laughs> that was my uh, impression of uh, Gal Gadot on uh, the Death on the Nile. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my number three would be Mykonos. Um, Mykonos. Ooh. Yeah, another one that I think would be super dope. Amazing food, uh, beautiful beaches. I uh, would love to be able to go to Greece and experience everything that they have there. Definitely one where I knew if I would go there, that would have to be a long one because you'd have to be able to mix in the beaches with visiting all the historical places. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, you really, you really would, there's just so much to do. And yeah, I mean, if, if I went, I would need to take, I don't know if I'd come back to be honest with you. <laughs> <sighs> um, setting up a new office. What's uh, yeah, your I, number three? Um, my number three is just Florida in general. The whole state. Uh, just because they have the nice, the nice beaches, and I feel like you can get a good vacation in a lot of different places in Florida. So not just the Keys, but you know Miami, Naples, uh, Tampa, Jacksonville to a lesser extent, but. I I really do think that Florida has so much to offer with those beaches, man. And yeah. they're just they're one of a kind. They're in my opinion, you know, the nicest that I've ever been to. And from my perspective, there's just not much better than just going to the beach, hanging out, you know, endorphins are raging the whole time. Everybody's super happy, the sun's out, the three PM thunder shower, you know, like clockwork. Um, yeah, I love the beach. Yeah, well, like you said, there's a bunch of different cities, so you can definitely choose what flavor you're looking for. 
I wonder what the worst city in Florida to vacation to would be. Probably inland Florida, not Orlando. Yeah. Somewhere really small and swampy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's she might know. Yeah. Oh, I bet she definitely would know. I bet she would have a great opinion on it. Um, I'm sure it'd be somewhere somewhat near Tallahassee. Mm -hmm. Uh, my number two is, uh, Fiji. Uh, once again, just looks beautiful, amazing beaches. Um, yeah, looks, would love to go there. Um, looks beautiful. Yeah. Not not much else to say about it. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you know, that's kind of the, that's kind of the thing with, with a lot of these places. It's, the natural beauty and the peacefulness of just having the beach, the water, and not a bunch of concrete buildings around you. You know, yeah. even in Florida, when you're on the beach, it's like it doesn't feel like any other part of America. You know, it really doesn't. Uh, at least for me. Can't speak for everybody else. But yeah. yeah. Uh, um, number two for me is Sicily in Italy. Um, it looks beautiful. The Mediterranean is amazing. Um, I would love to be able to experience a Mediterranean summer on Sicily. Um, yeah, it's, uh, lots of history too. Sicily, it's a very interesting place. You know, the Sicilian mafia, um, actually funny enough, they actually, I think it was during World War II. They kind of, sort of helped out um, the United States government in their own way. Really? Um, yeah, there was a – that is – there the Allies had to get on the island of Sicily, and I assume just through family connections, the Italian mafia was basically able to broker a deal um, – to allow the allies to land on Sicily at some point in time. Damn, that's wild. Well, yeah, and Sicilian they, pizza, too. Exactly. You know, so it can't go wrong. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. Yeah. All right, number one. What you got, Sam? Lay um, Kind of the same thing, theme for most of these for me. Uh, number one is by Do Sancho, Fernando de Noranha. And that's in Brazil, and apparently that is the best beach in the world. So I would love to go see it and see if that's true or not. The best beach in the world. Okay, Allegedly. Sam. If you had to, what are the, what are three characteristics that make something a good beach? Like what, in your opinion, uh, what are you looking sand. for? Sand. It needs to be a good mixture, soft. Uh, can't have a bunch of like shells and stuff where it's gonna hurt my feet. Um, water clear. Uh, I don't want it to be really gross and murky. Uh, and then three, it would be a lack of little kids. I'm talking Uh like, uh, a nudist beach, basically. Three, yeah, like three to 14, eh, three to 16 are probably, uh, Three, uh, yeah, three to 16. Damn, okay. I was just trying to think of what age was I still annoying to other people around me and not care as much. <laughs> mm, yeah, well, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> What's uh, uh, your number one? Yeah, I had Greece for number one just as a whole. Oh, nice. And Kind of like we already touched on, there's a a ton of history that you can do with Greece, obviously, and, you know, uh, not much to say. I mean, a a lot of the ideals that many people still prescribe to today uh, were founded in that, well, were written down first in that part of the world. So it's got a lot of interesting uh, architecture and, you know, human history, certainly. And then, like you were saying earlier about Mykonos, I, I don't know if that's where I would go, but 
there are just so many little different Greek islands that you can go to. It's insane. And it's got some of the bluest, clearest water in the Mediterranean. It's supposed to be amazing in the summer. Yeah, I mean, like I was saying earlier, if I if I go there eventually, I don't know if I'll come back. I would love to live there. It looks beautiful. Top three historical sites in the world that you would want to visit. Ooh. Hmm. That's really tough. Um, well, the Temple of Apollo in Delphi, Greece, that yeah. is where the Oracle was, and also Temple of Apollo. I mean, come on. Like, I have to go there. Uh, yeah, that'd to. be number one. I will say the Pyramids of Giza, uh, number two. Um, and that whole, the Sphinx, Pyramids of Giza right there. I'm just going to combine that, those two together. Yeah. Um, number three. That's really tough. Uh, probably the Great Wall of China. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, I was trying to decide between that and Stonehenge. Ooh, also a good one. Yeah, I, I mean, there's so many things to, there's so many amazing historical landmarks, you know, and uh, the Parthenon in, in Rome, uh, the Colosseum in Rome is another one. Um, I'm super excited. I'm going to go to the Colosseum, check that off the old bucket list. Very excited about that. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. I mean, dude, we've been to, Sam, we've been to a lot. Um, at least in the US. Like we you know we yeah, have definitely uh, uh did you go to the Redwood Forest? Have you been there? Uh no, I went to uh Mere Woods. Mere Woods, okay. Yeah, I haven't been to the Redwood Forest either. That's another one that would be really cool too. Well, I think it is time for the quote zone. Quotes. Quote zone. Would you uh, like to do us the honor? Yes. Thank you. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you'll guess this one, Sam, but it sounds similar to a relatively modern quote of George Bush. Kind of similar, but not really. Uh, the quote is, you can fool all of the people some of the time and some of the people all of the time, but you cannot fool all of the people all of the time. Fool can't get fooled again. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. See, it's not really the same, but it's you know in maybe like a distant cousin, a very distant cousin. Yeah. Who said that? Uh, Is it a old politician? Correct, Abe Lincoln. And yeah, I, it's you know, I like, like a that politician. Quote. Yeah, I like that quote. With everything that's going on right now, I just you know kind of tied in well with some conversations that we have been having uh, recently. What about you? Uh, mine, I think you'll be able to get, uh, <clears throat> I've been in this game for years. It made me an animal. It's rules to this shit. I wrote me a manual. Biggie Smalls, 10 Crack Commandments. Yup. Bada bing, bada boom. Come on, come on. <laughs> that was a layup, dude. That was an absolute easy. layup. Yeah. That was the LeBron off the backboard pass to himself. Yeah, speaking of, uh, I watched uh, Shooting Stars on Peacock. That was uh, the one he and his friends helped make uh, about their story from uh, kids uh, and then him rising through high school. It was really interesting, Uh, definitely cheesy, but there's stuff, you know, I didn't know that I learned. So, you know, it's a good, a decent watch. I can't believe that he's going to be gone soon and we're, and we're just going to have to, you know, he's just been in the NBA so long and he's just been so dang good, man. So yeah, it's so impressive. It really is. 
Next, uh, certainly but not least, we got Word of the Week. Word of the Week. Sam, you got to start us off. Yeah, mine is uh, titillate. Oh, my God. Stingley. Oh, my God, it's uh, How many times can you fit? titillate in the next 30 <laughs> seconds of this podcast sam marsh come on <laughs> it's because uh zion had to keep looking for a woman to titillate him uh, <laughs> oh man once again you know i think the zion stuff has been talked about enough but if you're not aware of it just google it because it's hilarious um yeah but extremely you know wild <laughs> Let me get a quick joke off, though, as at his expense, though. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see, uh, and I can't remember what the joke was, so it's a half story, but there's some guy on ESPN that made a crack about uh, Zion. Oh, the no, I didn't, I didn't see that, but good. I mean, it is what it is. It's going to give those people something to talk about. Zion knows what he needs to do right now. You know, yeah. let's just focus on himself, get in the best shape he can. Focus. He's got a baby on the way, you know. So, but uh, my word of the week was vociferous. Vociferous. And it means vehement or clamorous. So mm. you would say uh, he was a vociferous opponent. Oh, vociferous. I thought you said vociferous. Vo, V-O-C-I-F-E-R-O-U-S. Country of origin? No idea. (laughs) No idea. No, no. And what's the definition again? Uh, he, it's a vehement or clamorous, so it just means, uh, Mostly, re- it says here it mostly refers to a of a person or speech. It's an adjective, so it's a, just a way to describe someone in their speech or manner, is how I'm understanding it. So they're vociferous. Uh, the example they have is he was a vociferous opponent of the takeover. So he was very vocal. He was vehement. You know, vehement, very active, very vocal, very visible, very visceral. I can dig it. Vehement, outspoken, vocal. Those are all synonyms, according to this website. (laughs) Uh, Well, that's another podcast in the books. As always, uh, we really appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, You can always reach us at... uh, Email brothersmarsh at gmail.com or Twitter at brothers Don't forget, and others. We do have some more special guests coming shortly. And we're super excited to be back this week. Yeah. Until Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Brothers and Others, hosted by the Marsh Brothers. We wanted to remind you to email us at brothersmarsh at gmail.com with any questions you'd like answered on the pod or any topics you'd like covered. You can also follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at brothers, capital N, others. Last but not least, ensure to leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. That's That's it for now. now. Until Until next time. time.